Today, on the Italian radio show, Janice Mancuso brings us up-to-date Italian news while we savor our great Italian appetizer, mozzarella di bufala, plus the latest summer music trend from Italy. All of this coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. I'm your host, Tony Lestella, and I have the beautiful, the gorgeous, that she's still broadcasting all of her bedroom, guys. Yes, get very excited about it. Here she is, none other than Marcia Caputo. Yes, hello, buon pomeriggio, ciao a tutti. Hello, everyone. This is Marcia, and you know what? I'm going to start lying. I'm not in my bedroom. I'm not in my... I'm going to lie completely. So you can say whatever you Famous want. Famous last words, guys. Famous I say they are going to start to lie. Every time you say, I'm in my bedroom, we're going to say, no, it's not. So, Well, we are broadcasting to you live at KKNW 1150 AM in the mm -hmm. greater Factoria Bellevue area, all across the Puget Sound area on this beautiful, beautiful summer day, 2020. Uh, and, you know, of course, um, Marcy and I are both in our, doing this remotely because we're still in the middle of this coronavirus thing. So uh, she's at her house. I'm at my house. And uh, they have us all hooked in through the studio. Nice. Eric is our engineer. Eric always does a great job for us. We appreciate him very much. And, um, folks, if you want to be a part of our broadcast today, okay, of course, you can tune in at 1150 a.m., uh, if you're here in the Puget Sound area, or you can listen to us around the world, no matter where you are, by going to our website at wcir.biz, wcir.biz. Remember, West Coast Italian Radio, the acronym, wcir.biz.com. Click on the uh, link. I'm sorry, it's wcir.biz. Click on the link at the top of the page. And uh, you can hear today's broadcast, you can stream it, or you can hear any of our past shows over the last five years. And, of course, after we're done today, this show will go into the archives so you can get it all week. Share it with your family, friends, everywhere. If you want to call in and be a guest uh, on our show today or just give us your opinion on something, you can call us at 425-373-5527, 425-373-5527. And uh, you know, you can participate with us right here. So, Marzia, come va? How you doing? You know? Bene, bene, benissimo. I love this heat. I cannot complain. Hey, your hair looks nice. Did you cut You like the hair? hair? You like that? You know? I, you I, know, I because... saw this. I saw this picture of Bon Jovi. I figured, hey, it looks pretty good, you know. So, okay. but Bon Jovi have curly hair. You don't. You have more weight. No, yeah, straight hair now. Yes, you know just like the, the got, Beatles. Yeah. The Beatles. Forget the videos. Forget the videos. No video. Right now, Bon Jovi is as gray as I am, and he has hair that's straight like this. Okay. So, but anyway, we love Bon Jovi. Uh, he does a lot for yes. uh, for people, especially our veterans. And we, you know, he's just a great Italian American. Um, mm -hmm. Let's speaking of uh, great Italians and Italian Americans, let's talk about our uh, our news stories today. Oh, we have yeah. Lupezzo d'Italia in the Northwest. We're going to tell you about some stuff going on. And later on, we have another great Italian-American joining us, Janice Mancuso. And Janice always keeps us informed here. She comes on the show about every mm -hmm. uh, every quarter, and she keeps us informed about uh, stuff that's going on in the Italian community around the world, both here in the USA 
and also in Italy and in other countries. So we're always looking forward to Janice. But right now, Marcia, here on yes. August, this day August 2020, okay, in our oh Italian God. news stories. I saw that I one. found I this like story it. that they're republishing because, you know, they're very, very worried now about what's going to happen with the Italian economy. Right. With all, you know, this Corona thing has put a lot of businesses uh, out of business in Italy. A lot of people out of jobs. They don't have, you know, they're not getting checks in the mail from the government. They're just simply mm-hmm. not working and they don't have any money. Okay. Right. And it reminds people a lot of the, uh, the years of hunger. There were this back in the 1900s, there was uh, a years of hunger there, especially in Southern Italy. Mm-hmm. Where let many of our ancestors come. I know you have family that's from Calabria. Calabria. I have family from Calabria, you know, uh, and you know, they were out of food. They were out of food. So here's an article that's been brought back to us in the U.S. World Herald, August 15th, 2020. And it's they talk about the peasant food. Now, have you heard about the peasant food in Italy? Yes, I did. Not this one particularly. I've never heard this one. But I know the peasant food is something that all Italy, honestly, to say, we don't throw away nothing. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. Not about this any- news. This yeah, is a little yeah. bit different for me. Okay. Well, here, so, you know, this is something where, you know, there, bread, bread, of course, mm-hmm. is the mainstream of a lot of the food of Italy. It's only Italian. Well, yes. let's, let's even back it up more than that. Flour. Flour. Because out of the flour, they make bread or they can make pasta, okay? Right. So, you know, um, the food of the quote-unquote poor people, especially down south over the last couple hundred years, was the flour because they would make bread or they would make pasta. Right. And, you know, they'd start to stretch it out. But, I mean, some of these people were very, very poor. And they had a thing that happened back in the 1900s where they were so poor, they literally would take the flour to stretch the flour further. They would actually take, they would break holes in the wall. They would take the plaster from the wall and they would grind that plaster into the flour to make it go further. So that technically people are all are eating, you know, essentially half flour, half, half, uh, you know, plaster. You know, well, this one and, never uh, heard this one. I have to be honest to know they take the wall thing for me is new, but you know, I don't know. I didn't grow up exactly. Uh, well, this happened in Sicily, by the way, so I don't know how bad it was over there. Well, I have been in Sicily and it happened in other parts of southern Italy. This was mm-hmm. documented by the Italian American author Lori Fabiano from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she actually is the deputy mayor of Hoboken, where Frank Sinatra comes from. We'll talk a little more about Frank Sinatra in a couple of minutes here. But anyway, she was telling her great-grandmother, who was right. a midwife, you know, uh, back in, in Sicily, would go to people's homes and she would notice these big holes in their walls because the women there would literally be breaking the plaster off the wall and they would be grinding it into their flour so they could make the flour go further, Okay. And that's how bad the starvation bad. was, okay? Um, and, and, and you know, this is why, you know, in, in Italy, food is almost a sacred thing. Not just because, you know, Italians are great cooks, the food tastes good, but because, you know, they, they, they appreciate what it was like not to have any food, you know, and through this whole starvation period. And, you know, this was in the early 1900s, of course, right. um, back in the 1910, 1920, that part there. 
But they're very worried about this reoccurring here because, of course, there's been, you know, all the shutdowns Mm -hmm. in Italy due to the COVID virus. Now, what do you believe the COVID virus actually happened in Italy, like the major media tells you? Or what do you believe it was just a big hoax for the medical community to get money out of the government, like a lot of independent reporters will tell you? Whatever you believe, the COVID, whatever it is, they did shut down Italy due to this. And a lot of the people that are suffering, they're out of work. Their businesses are failing. You know, it's not familiar what they're trying to do to us here, right? Uh, the businesses are failing. And so they got no money. And what can I tell you? You know, um, they're, they're very worried about there being another huge hunger thing, especially in parts, well, throughout Italy, really now. Uh, and, you know, where the, and then they got all the immigrants coming here from uh, Syria, right. these places. So they're really worried about a food shortage in Italy and maybe, you know, having problems like they've had before. Well, like I say, North is always been the health. Uh, the rich people more, so we were fine. That's why we had a lot of people from south coming from south to north to for work, looking for a job because always yeah, have yeah. that struggling problem. But the struggling problem was because let's be honest, like my aunt, and my uncle, they always told me, and they live in Calabria. It was the mafia because anything you open, they will put you down if you don't have uh, you know to pay. So it's a different story for that. So they always little bit struggle with that. Now about this, like I say. It's true. All Italy, we say the same thing. We don't throw away the food. Il pane è sacro, but it's not only the pane. It's the bread the is sacred. The bread is sacred, she just said. You know? Right. Yeah. So it's the food is really important. That's my mom used to say all the time. Don't turn away anything because you always, Italian food, you don't turn away. You make other type of menu. Right, right. Anything. Because it is hard worker. There are a lot of farmers to work and have the food. That's what I think is harder. Now, if they have less food, um, I think it could be the COVID down south. I don't know. Because honestly, down south, they didn't have too much of COVID, believe it or not. Well, see, but here's the thing, okay? So like you said, in the past, people went from the south would go north to get work, right? right. But now, COVID mainly affected the north. So right. a lot of those businesses up there closed down. They get, they're get they not producing. They, so there's no money anywhere in Italy. And the government's struggling. They're, you know, they're becoming like Greece, practically going bankrupt. So, you know, it's going to be quite a thing here. Uh, if Italy, you know, winds up where they, um, I know they, right. they, the only good thing about Southern Italy is they got a lot of farms down there. They grow a lot of fruit. They grow a they lot do. of vegetables. Vegetable. They grow a lot of tomatoes. They grow a lot mm-hmm. of, of wheat so they can make pasta. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it'll be different this time. Maybe the South will wind up feeding everybody because they got you all know, the farms. But they, it's what I think. This what happened. Like I said, you say something's true. The North is going to have a problem to give job because everything closed for COVID. You're right with that. So North yeah, yeah. are trying to help the South for certain things. Now, you have to remember what is going to happen now is the new generation, if they want to come back in the farm to work. That's the question, because right, that's right. why we have to start all over again. So I don't know what, you know, what, uh, what to think about this story about the concrete. It's really Trip me out a little bit because it's like, wow. Yeah, I know, I know. You think about it, you know. Well, folks, we're going to be right back after this short break. We have to take a word from our sponsors. We appreciate all of our sponsors very much for their support of our show and keeping us on the air. Don't go away. We got our recipe of the week coming up next.
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. And we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got it passed on our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my my friend Frank Isernio said, All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast, Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy. Based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all all these years. Head over to Tito'sVodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk 1150. And we are back with West Coast Italian Radio. You're listening to the music in our commercial breaks of Tony LaStella and the Goombas, our house band for the West Coast Italian Radio. And folks, normally you could catch us playing Italian festivals up and down the West Coast here of the United States of America, as well as uh, various other summer music festivals. But of course, this year we are, um, due to the COVID, we're not doing a lot of public events or public playing. We're just doing, well, we're doing a great deal of, of private events. We're doing lots of private events, socially distanced, of course. Um, and, um, so if you're interested, just contact us, send us an email at the West Coast Italian media website. If you're interested in any of that, we'll, uh, we'll tell you what we can do for you. Now we're coming to my favorite part of the show. Of course, you know, since we are broadcasting socially distanced from each of mm-hmm. our houses now, it's not like the old days. We can make these recipes and right. sample them in the, uh, in the studio there. Okay. Well, we can tell you about great recipes that we make and that we eat that we love. So let's start off by talking about buffalo mozzarella, okay? So buffalo, as you could probably imagine, uh, you, you don't have to speak Italian. You know, this is, is means buffalo, kind of like, you know, they got buffalo in, in, in Italy like we have buffalo here in the United States, right? So basically, this is a mozzarella cheese. It's made from the milk of Italian Mediterranean buffalo, okay? It's a dairy product that's manufactured, primarily came out of Campania, Italy, okay? I have uh, my friends, the Nardones, that came from Campania. Um, And it was especially done in the provinces of Caserta and Salerno, okay? So, mozzare means cutting by the hand. So, when you think of mozzarella cheese, it's because they hand cut this cheese, okay, separating the curd 
mm-hmm. into, into individual pieces, okay? Now, of course, they make it into little balls, okay? Uh, some of these are small balls the size of golf balls. Some of them are the size of softballs. And, uh, you know, because of its, you know, its taste, its versatility, its its elastic texture, these, uh, you know, the, 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 the buffalo mozzarella is considered the queen of the, of the Mediterranean cuisine. They call it white gold or the pearl of the table. I mean, if you have right. not had real mozzarella from Italy, you got to have some because it's unbelievably good, you know, uh, very creamy. It's, it, and again, really? the, yeah, the texture, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, it's almost, it's not like American cheese where it's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is soft cheese that's mm-hmm. served in a ball, normally comes in some water as well, okay? And it's big, like a, a palm of your hand. That's the size of both buffalo. And it's really good. You can use it for a lot of things. I know in Campania, they use it in a pasta. They make homemade pasta with that inside. They make the, uh, the focaccia with that. It's unbelievable. Really good. Well, and, and, you know, in, in recent years, since actually the 1990s, mm-hmm. because this is such a specialized cheese, you can only call it mozzarella if it comes from these certain areas within Italy, like Campania, Lazio, Apulia, and uh, Molise, okay? If it doesn't come from there, forget about it. It's kind of like, you know, if you get champagne, it can only come from champagne France. If you get scotch, it can only come from Scotland. If you have real mozzarella, it has to come to these places in Italy, or, or you can't call it mozzarella, even if you do it similar, okay? And again, it's they have the Italian buffalo, so it's a whole different type of thing, eh? Um, so now, you know, of course, here, the mozzarella we make in, in Italy, the, you know, and I know like here in, in Seattle, especially, uh, Montalcino, Ristorante, where I sing, uh, one of their specialty dishes is their uh, mozzarella di bufala, which they bufala. do. Mm-hmm. do mozzarella di bufala, right? So anyway, the whole idea is that mm-hmm. um, they make it, you know, you, you, uh, in, into a caprese salad and oh. the caprese salad is absolutely amazing. Uh, and, you know, the inter- it's not that hard to make a good caprese salad, but what you need, what you really need is you got to have the authentic mozzarella from Italy. If you don't have that, forget right. about it. You know, mm-hmm. whatever else you have, might be an invitation, but it's not going to taste, not going to be the same, okay? So, you know, you basically get the mozzarella. Uh, now, some people like to serve it with the whole ball intact. Others like to slice it up into slices, okay? Right. You put it on your plate, however you prefer to do it. But you put, then you get really, really great ripened tomatoes. And you slice up the fresh ripe tomatoes. You can put them, you know, around the decor. Sometimes, again, they're sliced within a slice of the cheese. Sometimes if you have the cheese in the ball, they surround the cheese in the dish. You put a little extra uh, extra virgin olive oil on it. Uh, you add a little basil. You add a little uh, of the coarse salt, you know, the kind of, mm-hmm. kind of almost the rock salt and the black pepper. And then it's ready to serve, and it's absolutely incredible. It's one of my favorite Italian appetizers of all time. If you're looking for like a great dish to start off with, while you're, you know, when you it's first very light, very light, very light, very delicious. Um, anything you want to add to that? 
I know. Oh, God, it made me hungry right now. <laughs> I know. I mean, and, 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 and you're right. So you can enjoy this great mozzarella, but and it's it's tasty, but, it, uh, you know, a little, maybe you have a little bruschetta with it or something. And it's still, you know, you, then you're still ready there for your main course, your prima, you know, your seconda, and all that, you know? I find it really good when you buy fresh mozzarella, you know where? Metropolitan where? in Tacoma. Metropolitan, they have Are a they, mozzarella. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a buffola. And they have the burrata mozzarella. It's uh, unbelievable burrata. And we, and we have at times used the burrata. The burrata yeah. mozzarella is also very, very good. We've used both of them. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so, you know, this that's our recipe of the week. So, folks, get yourselves, try this. It's inexpensive, but make sure you get real mozzarella. I mean, don't worry. Don't buy stuff at Safeway and Nothing about Safeway, they're fine, but you got to get real mozzarella. So go to your Italian specialty food store. I know here in the Northwest, it's something like PFI. You might find it like like uh, Marcia says, and maybe Trader Joe's or a specialty mm-hmm. market, but you got to get the real deal, okay? Water, really inside the water. And make That's it big, right. That's right. Soft. And okay. now you know what, uh, we, we're going to have a little fun now. This is our Artist of the Week section mm-hmm. uh, coming, our segment coming up here. And, you know, I asked Marcia, every a year, about this time of the year, we love to, to play whatever the new music hits are out of Italy. Because, you know, just like here in the United States, the kids, the young people in Italy, they have their new music that comes out. And trust me, folks, we're not shut down in Italy anymore. Okay, they got 150,000 people on any given day on all the beaches in Italy. And these kids (laughs) are playing the music. They're dancing. They're going to the nightclubs. So this is uh, the music they're listening to this summer. And who who is this artist? Mm -hmm. Well, this one called Rocco Hunt. Well, his real name is Rocco Pagliarolo. It's from Salerno, Italy, this young guy. Salerno, okay. And he makes like a lot of rap. He's a rapper. That's he's, the word he's, he's, that's his one, okay? He's, he's a rapper. But the right. other gal, she sings, because I, I yes. love this. The other one is Anna Mena that we find last year, last summer. You remember the song Ancora, uh-huh. something like that, with the other rapper singer? He's uh, decided to sing with him one song. And she's Spanish, by the way, okay? Ah, and okay. He, yes, she's really young, beautiful woman, beautiful girl. Um, and decide to make this song that now summertime you hear it all the beaches, you can hear the song. So, so this is a, this is the hot song for the young people that's going on today, 2020, in Italy in the summer on the mm-hmm. beaches. It's called Un Paso de la Luna or Under... Un Paso you're basically you're you're waiting under the moon okay you're one waiting for the, the moon you're one waiting step. For, huh one step from the one moon. step under the moon so there you are okay eric let's hear this Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito's Vodka. 
Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hey, David, where are you off to? I'm on my way to Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. Wow. She's the hairdresser of the stars. They all love her. Really? She's fantastic. A full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award-winning color to nails, lashes, Botox, even Reiki. So why do you go there? Uh, she's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. So you feel good there, you know? Volara, it's a song like me, so you feel so good in your heart. You feel like you're flying. You're singing above the clouds. You feel good. I feel good. How about you, Marcia? I do. You never get wrong with that song. I love it. It makes me happy. It's- exactly. You know, so, I mean, I know things are tough, but we're going to get through this. We're going to have a good time. So, you know, one of my favorite people are on the phone here with us. She comes on at once in the quarter, keeps us up on all of the news that's going on right now for the Italian community, both here in the United States and in Italy and in other parts of the world. None right. other than our very dear Janice Mancuso. Hey, Janice, how you doing? I'm okay. How are you? How's everybody doing? We're fantastic, and welcome back to West Coast (laughs) Italian Radio. So, Janice, now you're, of course, in New York. How's everything going? Are you guys getting back on your feet and everything? It's going pretty good. Um, I mean, we're still, you know, obviously, you know, getting, you know, dealing with this, but uh, New York is, I think, one of the states that has the lowest rate um, as far as, you know, cases and deaths and everything else. And I guess that was because of uh, Governor Cuomo, an Italian-American who really, you know, um, grabbed the reins and, you know, uh, was on television almost every day with a a press release and, you know, really made it, you know, important as to what what we needed to do in order to, uh, you know, work on at least, you know, trying to beat the virus, not not really beat it as much as just, you know, get it, you know, tame it kind of right, thing. Right. But still, there's, there's still a lot of, you know, this is, you just don't know what's going to happen. So there's still... Well, what you're saying, the overall people around the man that it looks like it's uh, starting to go down in New York is starting to come back. 
Yeah, well, well, they they said you know first is coming back. I mean, New York still has really good you know uh, uh, rates as far as like I said uh, deaths and cases, but I guess you have to just be on your toes with this because you can see in a lot of places. Um, I think it was just Australia that um, they had it came back, and then Japan. So it's um, it's out there. So I hear you have some very good stories for us today. The first one we're going to talk about. It's the oldest Italian-American bookstore in the United States. Is it a bookstore or just a store? No, it's a gift shop. It's a gift shop. A gift it's shop. Oh. Yeah, souvenirs, Italian gifts, um, religious items, collectibles, music. Um, all kind. It was started in 1910. And it's 1910. So first of all, what's the name of this place? It's called uh, E. Rossi and Company. Uh, e. Rossi uh, and Company. Okay. Uh, and where uh, and where is it located at? It's in Little Italy, New York City. All right, it's right downtown. So it's just right down there. Um, I know Mulberry Street is the main street down there, but it's one of those streets down around there, huh? Uh huh. And they do have a website. So um, you know, considering what's happening with the with the virus and everything, you can go onto the website and, and purchase items. But one of the things is that because of what happened with the virus, and of course tourism is way, way down, especially in, in New York City, and with yeah. the rents being so incredibly high, um, he's been going through his savings and retirement um, funds to uh, pay the rent and keep the, the business going. So he started a GoFundMe page. This is uh, Ernest, the grandson of the uh, Ernesto, who... Started the started the, the gift shop. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's got a GoFundMe page, and um, I I think that you know anybody who's Italian American should help this guy out and not to lose the shop. I said it's the oldest one in in, in the in the United States. One so basically, this like, guy, uh, the original owner, of course, you know, if it's if it was like you said, nineteen did you say nineteen ten it got started? Yes. Mm-hmm. So obviously the original owner is is uh, probably passed away. I'm assuming, and so we're run now by his grandson. Yes. yes. And yes, so uh, his son, and then it went to the grandson. So it's. I'm on, I'm on their website right now. I'm looking. Uh-huh. They got lots of. Looks like they got lots of Italian souvenirs. They got shirts from Italy, housewares. They got all kinds of different. They have aprons. Um, they have different. Um, you can order everything, everything from yeah. uh, internet. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So they have um, they have so different they, Italian uh, music discs. Huh? They have inspirational readings. They got let's see what else football, right. soccer, uh, calcio. You know, there they got uh, all kinds of stuff. I'm looking at this. It's a very cool little store, and it's yeah. great for people because I mean, you know, obviously. Um, here where we live, we don't have a lot of these. We have this great Italian story called Sempre Italiano. They were actually oh, on our show last week, but I'm they're nice. way the heck up like in uh, about, they're about 50 miles north of me. And I'm like about you know 30 miles north of Seattle. So, I mean, and that's wow. it. There's not, there's no other Italian stores out here. So <laughs> it's good to know about this uh, where people can go online. Mm-hmm. And let's see here, uh, Janice, it looks like, you go to erosico.com for right. the store. That's E-R-O-S-S-I-C-O.com. Well, yeah. Remember, the name is Rossi, so it's E, right. guy's right. name, E-Rossi 
mm-hmm. Co with the company, erossico.com. Okay. Right. So that only- looks like a, yeah, a great, great, um, uh, you know, place to get some stuff that's authentic uh, gifts and Italian tchotchkes and souvenirs. Yeah, okay? all kinds of things. And the only thing is that he does have a donate button to go to the GoFundMe page, but there's a glitch in that. And when you click on it, and that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to, you know, raise funds so he can pay the rent and stay there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you go to the GoFundMe page, it says not found, but all you need to do is just put E. Rossi into the search. And, and I think I, I think they must have got that fixed because you sent me the link. And I yeah. clicked on your link, and I went right to the page. Yeah, yeah, the link, for, yeah, the link is is there. But like I said, when you go to his website and, and click on the donate, it says not found. And he made a mention to that on his GoFundMe page, but for some reason, he maybe he wasn't able to connect to another GoFundMe uh, gotcha, page. Gotcha. I, you know, I don't know. But um, anyone, any of you listeners, you know, um, help help a fellow Italian American. <laughs> All right, now you have another uh, great news story uh, that was recently, I guess, in the National Organization of Ferraro. So first of all, tell us about this organization. Okay, well, this is um, actually what it is. It's the um, it's an, an organization, it's the National Organization of Italian Americans in Film and Television. And I okay. just learned about this last week because Ralph Ferraro, who was the founder of the Italian-American press. He founded that in 2001, and it was transferred over to me in 2011. His daughter is an actor and producer, and she's starring in a film, which I think her husband wrote the screenplay for, called A Deadly Legend. This Deadly out, Legend, uh, okay. A couple weeks ago, Deadly Legend. And this is and actress this is Kristen Ann Ferraro. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's been in a lot of movies. She, uh, apparently, Ralph was hiding her. I never knew that he had a daughter who was an actress. But uh, he sent me the link to her interview, which happened to be on the website of the National Organization of Italian Americans in Film and Television, which is a pretty neat website. That was just founded um, uh, January of 2019. And uh, it just it's a place where uh, Italian Americans in the film and television industry can go and, and, and connect. There's all types of different things, because it's a little different now than it was when it first started, but there's still a lot of avenues that, that you can uh, you know connect one way or the other. So it's, it's kind of neat to, to check that out. That's the, and you, they can go to um, N-O-I-A-F-T dot O-R-G, and that's the letters. And now I noticed that there is, it says this movie that she's done, which is called The Deadly Legend. It's available on VOD. Vode? I, I'm not. What is Vode? We we don't get that out here. I I'm not sure. I know uh, it's available. I thought it was like pretty much every on all those different types of uh, streaming networks. Yeah, it says it's available on VOD. Well, anyway, you could Google it, folks. Put in a Deadly Legend um, with uh, Kristen and Ferraro. And uh, hopefully it'll bring it up, tells you to where you can get that film. And right. as long as we have you here, you know, I know this was not video necessarily video on demand. That's video the- on demand. Yes. Video on demand. Okay. So okay, maybe. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Video on demand. Okay. So, it's so maybe you get it on Prime or one of your major stations. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so long as I got you here one- today, we got a couple more minutes left. Okay. Um, you know, bring us up to date. I mean, I've been following this a lot. 
and uh, in all the major news around the country that the Italian-Americans are really coming back now. I guess the three largest Italian-American organizations in the country are coming back and they're really fighting all this misinformation that's out there on Columbus so that, you know, we can retain the Columbus statues, retain Columbus days, because, you know, the stuff that the opposition is saying is all BS. There's nothing to it. So tell us a little more about that. Well, over the, the past few years, of course, you know, with Columbus, has gotten, it's been getting worse and worse. And I guess with the, the Black Lives Matter, the protesters and everything, was a perfect opportunity for those who are against Columbus to start, you know, uh, destroying the statues. A lot of them were just removed to protect them. You know, yeah, that's yeah. understandable. You know, so, um, and that's, the, that's, you know, part of the problem. And, you know, once again, it comes down to uh, education. That you know the people who are so against Columbus are, are you know really have been misinformed for the past twenty oh, twenty totally misinformed, years. totally you know, misinformed. Janice, I don't mean to interrupt you, but let me tell you how misinformed these people are. Okay. Okay. We put out a thing. Now we're just an independent Italian, you know, media. Okay. Uh-huh. So we don't take anybody's sides in this one way or the other. Right. We just want to know what the facts are. Why don't we right. report the truth? Kind of like the old guys when you had Walter Cronkite, you know, report mm-hmm. the facts, let people make their own mind. Okay. Right. We put a thing out. We ran it for three months. We tried to contact every single one of these groups that is these anti-Columbus groups from the big groups to the small, every one of them saying, we want your, you know, your expert to come on the show mm-hmm. along with their documentation so that we mm-hmm. can, you know, present what you know the whole thing on Columbus, you know, and we could not get one. I, I personally, I personally called these groups back in New York, back in Washington D.C. I talked to these people, and not one of them was willing to come on the show. Not one of them could produce an expert. Not one of them could actually produce actual documentation. Oh, they'll tell you stuff all day long. Oh, well, you know, it's in Columbus's diary. Okay. What they're not telling you is they take it out of context right. out of Columbus's diary, not presenting you the whole thing in the diary. You take right. something out of context, it can mean anything. But when you look at the whole diary and translate it accurately, then you see it's not that way. But they won't tell you that, even though that's what it is. We couldn't get one of these people. Right. We wanted them to come out. We wanted to show if Columbus is really a bad guy, you were to get behind this, we're going to promote he's a bad guy. Could not get one of them. Okay. At the same time, we sent out to the pro Columbus people. Uh-huh. We've had professors from universities. We've had historical yep. professors. We've had professors of anthropology. We've had all these people come on with documented evidence from yep. Columbus's diary. The same thing that okay, showing the whole diary translating correctly, showing it that that this stuff they make up about Columbus is totally BS, nothing to it, and Columbus was not this terrible racial person. I know, I know that. So then, my <laughs> my question for you is this: I don't mean to ramble on, but if that is that's the right. case, that uh-huh. that's the case, then why are all these mayors and all of these governors? Why are they all jumping on this Columbus as such a this Columbus? You know, is a bad guy bandwagon when. I mean, even the initial professor from the initial university who came up with this whole bad, bad stuff about Columbus, he was released from, he was fired. He was fired from his university for, 
for having misrepresented the facts of history when it came to Columbus. He was fired. And yet they still are jumping on the span wagon. Why? Because they've been <laughs> teaching his ideology for the past 25 years. And the major Italian-American organizations did not band together and fight it from the very beginning. So it's been festering and just this is what they've been, they've been taught. And now you've got all these people out there who are, you know, in their 20s and, you know, or 30s and 40s that have been taught about, you know, Columbus responsible for genocide and, and slave labor and all other kinds of things that it's just, it's just been, you know, pounded into their heads and there was no defense. So now, you know what? You know what? You know what? A lie is a lie. People think if they repeat a lie enough times, it's eventually going to become the truth. But I don't care how many times you repeat a lie. You're going to repeat a thousand times. A lie is still a lie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we have mayors, that we have governors, we have we have city and state officials that jumping is. on this when they know it's a lie for their own public, their own political purposes. That's disgusting. That yeah. to me is disgusting. You know? Yeah. What do you think? A lot of them just, you know, being politically correct. That's another part of it. You know, the whole thing is that education is most important and, and it has to be nationwide. And a lot of the newspapers who have, journalists and editors and everything else who have been taught misinformation about Columbus, you know, they really, it's in their hands. And every year, all you see is negative articles, things that they dredge up from like 5, 10, 15 years ago. That's misinformation that they just keep on repeating. There's nothing else. Yeah, exactly. They're repeating lies. There were lies 15 years ago. There were lies 50 years ago. There were lies 100 years ago. But they repeat the lies long enough that they think people are going to buy them as facts. They're still lies. I don't care. You could say a lie for a thousand years. It's still going to be a lie. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And one of the interesting things that, that finally dawned on me over the past few weeks, I was listening to somebody else talk about, you know, and you've heard this before, Columbus never set foot on America. Well, you know, neither did the people from, you know, 500 years ago, because it wasn't America then. It was right. a continent, you know, with North and, with eventually named, uh, you know, America, and there's North and South America, and Columbus did set foot on one of the islands that's part of that continent. So, you that's know, when right. they say things like that, it's like, well... You know, neither did your ancestors because it wasn't America 500, 600 years ago. That's so, right. You know, it That's became right. America at a later date. So there's so much. It's just the, the big, the most important thing is a nationwide campaign with the, the media, with the most, you know, the, the, getting it to the media. Right, like because said, because it sells, it, it sells newspapers, it sells ratings, it gets headlines yeah. to be controversial. Okay. I know we got to go. We're running here a little behind, but I, ch- I, I'm going to put this challenge out there one more time. Okay. We did this for three months. We couldn't get anybody. You got all these big mouths out there doing all this stuff on Columbus. You got all these people repeating it that they don't know nothing. Okay. We want somebody to come on the show who is an expert who can bring us evidence showing that Columbus was this bad guy who committed these things. If you bring him on the show, you show us his evidence and it's, you know, it's real evidence, not stuff you made up. I mean, real right. stuff. We right. welcome that. We're not taking one side or the other. But so far, it seems like right. the people who are defending Columbus 
I have the real evidence of the ones right. who are condemning Columbus. They got nothing. And they're, they don't want to come on to a show where they're going to be revealed because they know they're lying. Right. Okay. Right. So I put the well, challenge plenty, out again. There's, there's plenty of, um, I, I have the Italian American Heritage Project, which has plenty of heavily researched information about Columbus and why he's blamed and, you know, how it happened and what's going on. So people can go to that. There's quite a bit to read there. And I also want to make a plug for the Italian-American press to make Italian-American movies. There are a couple of uh, uh, books about Columbus on that website also, but um, that's a whole other issue that we can go into maybe next time with how, you know, Italian-Americans or how Italians are, you know, depicted in movies. And right, as right. a director, I get so many books that I read, and there's such wonderful, wonderful stories of culture and history, and uh, that, that any one of those could, could be an epic. You know, we we really need some great Italian American movies. <laughs> Janice, it's always a pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you so much Thank for being you. part of West Coast Italian Radio Thank today. You for inviting me. And we look forward to your next time that you're on the Thanks. show. God bless you, okay. folks. We'll be right back after this short word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy, based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. And we are back with West Coast Italian Radio. You know, it's always funny having Janice on the show. She was the first one who really uh, got us informed about what was going on with the whole Columbus thing um, several years ago. And since then... We've, uh, you know, been covering it. And, you know, I don't mean to be a smart ass, you know, but, you know, I got to be honest. I mean, we have busted our buns, people. We have busted our buns trying to get somebody to come on the show, come on the show, who's an expert who can tell us all the bad stuff that Columbus did and actually present us with the historical evidence, you know, that will confirm it. Okay. And I've talked to so many people. They say, well, you know, this and that. It's all Columbus's diary, but they don't know squat because they, they're they quoting somebody else. They've never read Columbus's diary in their life. Or if they are, they're reading some context that someone took out of context, a little thing here or there, okay? And we, we want an expert to come on and, and, and share this with us. And trust me, if it's true, if Columbus was this terrible 
racist and this terrible, uh, you know, co 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 committed genocide. We're going to be the first one who's going to get on the bad wagon to get his statues removed. Okay. But until then, so far, we can't get anybody. We've called, you know, I, I've called 20, 30 people, all these big organizations, they don't have anybody. Nobody. There's no experts. And yet, literally, I can pick up I could pick up the phone and be in the next 10 minutes I can get 10 people, you know, who are the other side who are all from colleges, professors who can give me documented evidence that he was a good guy. <clears throat> so again, you make your own decision. I'm just telling you, we're trying to report this, you know, honestly and fairly, given each side their, their time, not trying to take a side. But what you know, how what what would you you make of it if, if this you know? Anyway, moving on here. What do you think? You know, because it's not it's nothing that we cannot have a answer right now. So um, let's do something fun. Let's do something you, fun because I can see you growing white hair. Hey, so my hair is white anyway. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked Marchi. You know, I mean, Italian guys like American guys. Summertime. You got 150,000 people on the beach. There's all these beautiful girls there, young girls in their bikinis walking around. And of course, you know, there's all these Italian guys between ages 18 and about 32, and they got the macho stuff going on. So, you know, in Italy, I said, just like here, there must be ways you pick up women on the beach in Italy. So I asked her to give us some of the pickup lines that, you know, have been used historically that, you know, the guys use in Italy, these Italian men, to pick up women on the beach. So hit it. Let's do it. So the first one, uh, this is funny for someone who would like to make you laugh. Non ti senti osservata per caso? Perché a me sembra proprio che ti sto osservando. Which basically means, do you feel like you're being watched because I can't stop looking at you? That's a pretty good line, actually, you know? Good? I don't know. I'd be laughing. That's I mean, maybe some of you, a stalker could use too, but I mean, you know. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking. This is the next one. Credi nell'amore a prima vista? O devo farmi un giro ritornare fra un po'? Which basically means, do you believe in love at first sight, or would you like me to walk around the block and try again? That, that's a pretty good line, you know? Like, you know, I'll walk around the block, I'll look at you again, I'll still be in love with you, you know? There you so go. They're all funny because they believe in now that you should be funny because if you had no good looking, you got to play that card. That's what they say. Those sentences. Exactly. All right. I don't know. Uh, we have time for one more. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. Se fossi bellissimo, ti ammalierei con il mio fascino. Se fossi ricchissimo, ti conquisterei con mille regali. Ma ho la faccia che mi ritrova, i due euro in tasca, ho qualche speranza? This is like a mouthful. This is like I really <laughs> serious about picking up this broad, right? It no. says, if I was beautiful, I would win you with my charm. If I was rich, I could conquer you with a thousand present. But I have this face and two euro in my, my packet. Is that, is there any hope? <laughs> no, you're you're out of luck. Get out of here. <laughs> Last one. This is this one. Scommetto 20 euro che mi manderai via. Which is, I bet 20 euro that you will send me away. You know, like take take the bet, take the money. Take the money. You're going to be safer. Uh -huh. 
That's funny. Folks, so. thank you so much for listening to our show today. We hope you are all safe and healthy wherever you are around the world. God bless you all. We'll be back next week with a brand new show. Until then, tell all your friends, your family, go to WCIR.biz. You can hear this week's show in any of our past broadcasts. A salute. Ciao a tutti.